All right. Well, it's good to have you all here this morning. I hope you're ready to uh, lift up your voices and sing. If you are a part of our church uh, Viber channel, you already know that we're doing something a little bit different this morning. Uh, For those of you that don't know, let me explain that to you a little bit and also share a little bit uh, why we're switching things up. Uh, First off, in my opinion, and I can say this because I'm not on the worship team here, but we have have a wonderful worship team here. I think they're one of the most... uh, talented ones around. I, uh, I've uh, listened to worship teams in, in churches with a thousand people, and I'll put uh, ours up against them, no problem. I'm sorry, Carrie, Jason, I'm embarrassing you, Sarah, whatever. <laughs> but that being said, um, they need a break sometimes. So that's one of the reasons why we're doing things a little different this morning. And Another reason is, one thing that I've I've seen so often is, especially when we have a great worship team, we just let them do all the work. And just, you know, they get up here and sing, they're doing a great job, and we'll just be like, sit back and enjoy it. And trust me, I like sitting back and enjoying it just as much as the next guy. But sometimes that uh, can get us to... uh, be a little bit lazy and uh, not participate. So that's that's another reason for switching things up. That's one of the goals with what we're doing this morning is to encourage participation and actually using our our voices in singing. And sometimes we let that go so much and depending on the worship team that uh, we kind of forget how to... Caden? Hmm. It's interesting to... He can be our entertainment this morning, I guess. Here, come up here and stand by Dad. Um, we, we tend to forget uh, how to use our voices and to blend and that kind of thing. And that's something I, I don't believe we should lose. And so that's another goal for uh, this morning and in sessions like this, if we choose to uh, continue to do this occasionally, to uh, have us... Uh, learn to blend our voices and really join in. And I think it also is, uh, I mean, I know the Lord is honored by us lifting up our voices. You see that all throughout Scripture. You also see praising God with uh, instruments of all kinds as well. But so many times you you see uh, references and even commands to lifting up our voices. and, And so we want to encourage that as well. So we're going to kind of uh, hearken back to some of my choir directing days, and I pulled out some of that music. A lot of it, and I posted this on our church channel as well. If you have that, hopefully you listen to these songs and uh, can can sing along. But we're gonna we're gonna practice using our voices here this morning, and uh, I uh, I have training music that is actually going to be playing in the background as you as you sing along and I have the words up here so also to encourage uh, participation I want to uh, I want to get as many people as possible to stand up and to move up here into the front especially you younger people our uh, seniors and our visitors you're certainly not under any obligation to do this you are uh, 
more than welcome to sit in your uh, seats and enjoy this and sing along with us. But uh, for the rest of you, as much as possible, stand to your feet. And get on up here where I can see you and hear you. So I'm going to have... Uh, those that are those that are strong singers, Carrie, I thought you're a good example. Get yourself up here. <laughs> Come on, move up here. Come on, up up towards the stage. Let's let's get up towards the stage. Oh, uh, Steve, when I was talking about seniors, I didn't include you. So uh, come on up here. Um, <clears throat> Step on up here towards the stage here. Don't be shy. Preston, come on up here. you got a great bass voice. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and for, for parts that we sing, um, Carrie's really good at bass. Heidi's a great alto. Megan, you're usually lead, right? Um, so if uh, Sarah is usually alto, right? Um, so Phil sings a good tenor. So if you don't know how parts go and you want to hear a strong singer, come and stand beside them. Um, and I'll see if my kids don't destroy things in the meantime. So I'm going to start with the song Build Your Kingdom Here. And uh, we may have to adjust some volumes as, as we go. I'm going to have the, uh, the music to that playing in the background, and I want you all to Lift your voices and sing along with it. Before we do that, uh, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this time together this morning. And as we try something new here in our worship time, I pray that it would bring honor and glory to you and that it would be an inspiration to us as well and to uh, that it would Give us the encouragement we need to lift our voices to you and to give honor and glory to your name. So I pray that you would be honored in this time this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's start with Build Your Kingdom Here. Got me on time? Change. 
sorry, I got way ahead of it. Okay, I'm gonna have to do something a little bit different with my kids. We lift you up and raise you.
sorry for yourself type of a thing. That was my impression of the song growing up. 
perhaps not yours. But it's so much of more of a song than that. It's, I think it's a song that should be sung joyfully with the knowledge of I can come just as I am. And there's a chorus that's added in here that says, I come broken to be mended. And it's looking at it from the perspective of being joyful about that. Not that, oh God, I'm broken. Please come fix me. But rather, God, I'm broken. I know you can fix me. I know you're there. Thank you, God. See the difference? That's how we should be singing this song. Just as I am without one plea, but thy blood was shed for me, and that
there's a joyful way to sing that song. Good to have you all here, visitors, everybody alike. I hope uh, that time was a blessing to you. Like I said, that was a new thing for us. So I would appreciate uh, your feedback. Either come to me or Jason, our worship leader, with the ones that have been uh, collaborating on this. So uh, feedback, positive, negative, what we can change in uh, a session like that. If we choose to do that again, please uh, 
Come to us and let us know. Let us know if you enjoyed it or not. So, uh, announcements this morning. I did not get this from John, but who do you have on for children's lesson? Kyle, where are you hiding? Did you run out or something? There he is. All right. Okay, thank you, John. John is heading up our children's lesson time and making sure we have uh, teachers for that. So we'll have that just in a second here. Carrie, did you have any songs for them, or are we just going to have the lesson for them this morning? Okay. Um, I don't think I have any major announcements as far as uh, the church goes. Um, We do have a meal following the... uh, service as we always do that's a great time of fellowship and we invite you to stay and and join us for that and for that time of fellowship so um carrie will have the songs for the kids immediately after that kyle you can come up and have your lesson and then uh, phil will have a few words to share before we get into the sermon time so kids come on up here
pencil, and I'm going to poke it right through here, and it's going to be over your head, and you're not going to get wet. Do you trust me? I promise you won't get wet. <laughs> you ready? They're scared. 
Would you be scared if 600 people were coming after you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would be too. And Moses said unto the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and seek salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and shall hold your peace. That, that's okay. This is Moses being like, guys, calm down. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. Does it seem like it's going to be okay right now? I mean, they're coming after you. Okay? So God told Moses to go to the sea and raise his arms and the sea's going to part. Okay. If you're Moses and you've never known this story before, would that be scary to go up in front of all the people of Israel and raise your hands like, part? Would that take a lot of trust? No. You don't think so? <laughs> you think you, you think, so you have that much trust in God that you just know he's going to part? You think that Moses was trusting God a lot? Yeah. I think he was like pretty terrified. Okay. I mean, I'm sure he trusted God, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure he was a little bit scared. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, and when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh and the chariots and horsemen, and the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and a pillar of cloud went before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, thus it was a cloud and darkness to one, and it gave light by night to the other, so the one that did not come near the other all night. So while this is all happening, while the Israelites are really scared, God sent this big cloud that basically was like a hedge of protection. So the Israelites are over here, okay? And the water's like right here, okay? And the, the Egyptians are just coming after them. And it's, it's scary because there's mountains on both sides. They can't go anywhere. But meanwhile, there's this cloud. This is truly a miracle, okay? It's dark for the Egyptians over here, and they can't come any closer. That, if you think that's a miracle, and it's day or time over here. That's, that's kind of cool. I think I think that's... It's like from here to your guys' house. If there's a big cloud, it would be dark at your guys' house, and it would be light over here. That would be pretty cool. So that's a miracle that God did to protect Israelites while Moses is trying to figure out how to do with Israelites. Now, Moses, okay, he's going to separate and part the seeds. Like, he raises his hands, God totally parts the seeds and makes way for the Israelites to cross the water. That's, that's pretty crazy. So the Israelites are walking across the water, and they're going, and they make it to the other side. Now the Egyptians, God must have moved the cloud, and now the Egyptians are coming after them, because it's daytime, and the Egyptians are coming after them, and then God shuts the waters, because he said that they were going to change them. And then they drowned, and they were fine. All Pharaoh is men. So, the Egyptians on the other side, I mean, the Israelites on the other side, do you think they were relieved?
Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord, right? I was uh, reading through Psalm, uh, and David, throughout the Psalms, those of you who are familiar with the Psalms, the one theme that is in the Psalms is praising his God, right? And did you know there's a New Testament verse that tells us to do the same? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody, where? In your hearts to the Lord. That's what he tells us to do. That's how we rejoice and bless the Lord. I often tell the boys, you know, there's this word throughout the scriptures. Bless the Lord, O my soul, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord. How do you bless God? What's he telling us to do? Can someone tell me? How do you bless God? When you bless someone, what do you do? Okay. Okay. Thankful. You open your mouth. It's simply, to the word bless simply means to make happy. If you're blessed, you're happy. How do you make Jesus happy? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. So I was thinking of that this morning as we were singing. There's a psalm in 116, Psalm 116, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. It's always a precious moment when the Lord takes one of his own children home to heaven. And I know it's a time of sorrow on the earth, but it's a time of great rejoicing in heaven for that soul the godly one who's been taken into the presence of the Lord. Because Psalm 16 tells us, in his presence there is fullness of joy. Cup is completely full. And this morning, before I give the time to Lee, I just wanted to share with you as a church, Brother Jason left us know this morning that his sister-in-law, Jenna, the Lord took home last night. Um, She had been struggling with cancer for many years. I don't know how many years of four years, and uh, they have six children, is that right? Uh, Rodney is left her on the earth with his six children, ages from 15 to 5. And so we've been praying for Jenna. Um, a, a number of us have gotten to meet her and know her through Jason and, um, and Lori, and, and the Lord answered our prayers this morning. Her She is in fullness of joy. And even though we sorrow, it's a precious moment, both in heaven and on earth. And the Lord takes that sorrow of our hearts and he makes it precious. If we receive it from him like that. And we can even in our sorrow rejoice. So let's just take a moment and pray with them. And as we pray, let's... As the scripture tells us, not sorrow as the world sorrows, who have no hope, but commit Rodney and those six children into the Lord's loving care. He loves them deeply, and he is able to care for them. 
I love the word in Ezekiel where the Lord says, every soul is mine. The soul of the father and the soul of the child. Every soul is mine. And then Jesus said in John 10, I am the good shepherd of my sheep. He knows how to shepherd souls. Because that's who he is. And he can take the five-year-old child and the 15-year-old and Rodney's soul this morning. And he's the only one who can shepherd their souls into eternity in their life's journey. So let's commit their souls into his keeping. I love that word in Peter. And trust your souls into the keeping of him, the great shepherd of the sheep. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we lift up Rodney and the children, these six children to you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for calling Jenna home, for healing her completely, releasing her from this cancer that she had been fighting all these years, Lord, and struggling with. And today, her struggle is over. And even though Rodney and the children are going to miss her deeply and the separation is excruciatingly painful. We pray that you would comfort them, that you, the good shepherd of your sheep, would make this experience a precious one. That they would never lose the value of this precious experience of their wife and mother going to heaven. And yet, Lord, that you would comfort them and give them your joy in their hearts as they walk through life, missing her, but entrusting her and their own souls into your good shepherding care. That's what we pray for this morning. Would you bless them in this way? In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Brother Elise is going to share the word with us this morning. Viva Mexico, see. Sí. Am, I, am I on? Yes, okay. Is it okay if I share from here or you want me over there? I know I'm short, but I mean, you know, I like it here. So I'm going to bring this, thi- um, this one. How do you call this? Stand. Okay, new word for me. Oh, I learn every day. You have no idea. Poquito, habla español poquito. <laughs> so, um, man, I'm so, I might cry right now. Just, I mean, I'm full of emotions. My wife, this last Wednesday, had a baby. 3.47 a.m. So she had, let me give you a brief, you know, because I know you, you care about this. So she started to have, um, how do you call labor contraction thing? But it was so mild. It was almost nothing. And she told me, hey, I'm having a little bit. And, I, you know, it's a good husband. And I'm like, call the midwife. And went back to sleep. Okay? So, and then, and then like, two, three hours later, she's like, okay, this is happening now. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. I'm getting ready, you know, getting my shirt, making sure I look good for the baby and everything. So, 19 minutes of hard labor. Okay, 19 minutes, and the baby's out. We're trying to get ready to go to the birth center, 
And actually, funny thing is, like, she was, we were in the restroom, and she's like, oh, I cannot handle it anymore. Let, let's just go. Let's go now. Okay. And, and, and then she cried. My son, he cried. So I went really quick to, the, to see him, and I'm like, calm down. It's okay. Mommy's fine. The baby's coming. And then Chrissy started to say, it's here. She's here. And I'm like, calm down. She's freaking out. Okay, okay, hold on. She's here. I mean, she was there. And you know, I'm a smart guy, okay? And I'm like, what is this? Isn't it supposed to wait until we get to the birth center? And she's like, yeah, but it's here. So that was a miracle. That was a miracle, and we are so blessed. Um, And I want to thank you. Thank you all, each one of you, for your prayers, um, for thinking of us during this time. Man, I didn't know that receiving a meal during this time was amazing, especially since I'm the cook now. And not a, I'm not a good cook, to be honest with you. But I thank you so much, really. We, we feel your love. We feel loved. And we thank God for each one of you. So, thank you. Um, okay, so today, if you are wondering what I'm going to talk about, you probably guessed right. You will see in a few minutes here. So, but before that, I would need help from some of you, maybe two or three. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, is that mic? Can, can we use that mic really quick? Well, and since you have it, you're going to be the first one. Is that okay? I just have to ask you a few questions. So, Phil, tell us the name of somebody that is not here. That's important, okay? <laughs> don't, don't name anybody that is here. Yeah, a little bit. But good stuff. <laughs> so, Tell us the name of somebody that you know and that you're certain that that person, he or she, loves you. My mom. Your mom. That's awesome. So how do you know that she loves you? How, how are you so sure that she loves you? She has said it all my life to me. She is. And she's taken care of me. She's lived it out. There you go. All, all her so life, it's not only... What she has been telling you that your whole life, but she's shown you, basically, with everything, right? That's, that's beautiful. So, um, do you trust her? Do you feel safe with her? Yes. Have you received any advice from her? Yes. Your entire life, right? A lot of stuff. Phil, careful with this. Phil, do this. Pay attention to this. Is that right? Yes. Sounds awesome. So, since you know her, are there any things in your mom that you think could be better? Even though you know she loves you, but still you will be like, man, I know my mom maybe struggled with this, or, or I wish she did this differently. Whatever. Maybe not, but I'm asking you, is there anything that you think, yeah, she could have done better in this area or whatever? Yes. You think so? You don't need to tell her, thank you. <laughs> now, important question. Do you love her back? Yes. You do. Thanks, man. I need someone else. Anybody, any, anyone else? Simple questions. Thanks, bro. So tell us the name of somebody that you know loves you. Um, it's not here. Yes. It, it's not here. It's uh, not here. Uh, to my my dad. Your dad. Yeah. How do you know that he loves you? Um, I live. I don't live with him. I live by myself, and sometimes he'll he'll drop food off for me and write wow. little notes on there and put things in bags, little different bags and stuff like that. And uh, 
he tells me he loves me all the time when we talk on the phone or see each other. So that's that's special. He man. shows me. Yeah, for sure. So, um, do you trust your dad? Do you feel safe when you're with him? Most of the time. Most of the time. And have you received any advice from him? Yes. Bunches of advice, I guess. Yes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I feel ya. So now, since you since you know your dad, are there any things that you know is like, uh, I wish my dad would have done this in a different way. Oh, you know he struggled with things. I mean, we're all humans, so. Yes. He does, right? And now, important question, do you love him back? I love him back. You love him back. Thank you. The good, the bad, and the ugly, everything. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I mean, we can put the mic somewhere over there. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's good, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, does it make you, like, for instance, I don't know, I don't know, I, I think I saw your mom once, or maybe I met her when, when she came. And your dad, I haven't, I haven't met him. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, do you feel like, man, they sound like nice people, right? And does it make you feel like, I kind of would like to make, met them, meet them, sorry, and maybe just get to know them a little bit and see why Phil loves her, even though he knows that there are things in her life that might be like, well, maybe you can do this better or not. You know what I'm saying? Are you guys following me? Does that make sense? Okay, so... I want to tell you two stories today, a personal one, which is why I might be a little bit sensitive, so bear with me, and the other one, which I think involves all of us. But before that, you know I'm Mexican. You know I'm Mexican, right? You, you didn't know. I'm Mexican. So in, in Mexico, food is important. You knew I was going to talk about food, right? So this is, I'm going to introduce to you, it, it's beautiful. This is amazing. This thing is called... There you go. It's a tostada. Although for more American way to say it is tostada, I guess. Not tostada. This thing is beautiful. It's amazing. Right? It's like eating a cloud. I don't know. It's great. You tried it. You tried it. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I know. So on top of that, my mom, she's the best cook. I mean, of course, for me, right? And she makes these things. You got it. Look at it. It's like a fried tortilla. Beans, tomatoes, salsa, cheese, lettuce, and there's like like um, shredded meat, a bunch of stuff. It's a whole meal over there, and it tastes amazing. I promise you. If you can go to a restaurant and ask for a tostada, I recommend it. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you the story of that tostada. Isn't that cool? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so by the way, I strongly believe that Rebecca, you know, the mom of was it Isaac and Isa, I think she was Mexican. I'm sure. Because she cooked a really nice soup, and Isa was like, I'm eating this thing. I mean, I'm like, she had to be Mexican, bro. You know? Mexicans are everywhere. So, I am, or I was, 17 years old. How many 17-year-old people do you have here? Amigo? There you go. We have two. Okay. You're 17? Well, you're almost there. Okay. Two. I'm going to ask a question to their parents. Do they eat, like, Three people, or like an elephant sometimes. I mean, you can, you can go pretty heavy sometimes on food, especially at this age, right? So when I was 17, I was in my top, um, I would say, time playing basketball and playing soccer together. I used to train five hours a day. So when I got home 
I was hungry. Let me tell you, let me say that again. I was hungry, man. I didn't eat my mom because she's wrong. I mean, she fa- she's wrong. I mean, she ran fast, you know. But, but I would eat my mom when I was hungry. So this day, for some reason, it was only my mom, my dad, and I at home. Okay? My brothers, I have one sister and two brothers. They were not at home for some reason. I came back from training, from five hours of training, and she made those tatas. Man, it feels beautiful. It makes me feel hungry. So... We're eating the tostadas, and she gave me three tostadas, three for my dad, and three for her. And we started to eat. Of course, I mean, I was super hungry, so I finished mine first, right? And my dad still have one left. And so I asked my mom, do we have more tostadas? And let me tell you this. I mean, I, we were not rich people, but we were not poor either. I mean, food was always available in my house, at least beans. Beans are beautiful and tortillas. So we always have food. Okay? It was never like, oh, today and tomorrow there is no food, guys. So let's see what you do. Never like that. There was always food at home. But for some reason, this time, there were only, what, nine tostadas. There were no more food. And my dad, sorry, and my mom said, there is no more food. And I was like, okay. And then my my dad told me, take mine. And I'm like, no, dad, it's okay. I mean, I already have my three. I'm fine. Take mine. Take my tostada. <laughs> Thanks, bro. And I'm, and I'm still like, what's going on here? And then he told me, one day, you're going to understand what I'm doing right now. When you have your son, you will understand completely what I'm doing right now. And I'm like, okay, so I ate it to start. And today I have my son and my daughter, and I understand what he was doing. Now you can tell why it's so special to me to talk about this, huh? He was showing me in his own way that he loved me, taking the food out of his mouth and giving it to me. Let me ask you this. Do you think he loves me? I know he loves me. And that's just one way that he showed me that he loves me. Now I understand, after that experience, that he loves me. And, and let me tell you this. I... I was 17. I mean, I was still not even thinking about kids or anything like that. I was playing, I mean, just thinking about basketball and, and, and soccer. But that, um, that was a way for me to, to see the love of my father. And, and I respect that a lot. I, I just couldn't ignore that, that he shared, that he took the tostada from his plate and gave it to me. It meant a lot. However, I can tell you this. I mean, from all, all the people over here, I'm the one that knows my dad, right? Of course. I could tell you a huge list of things that my dad has done wrong. And we still talk sometimes, and we have spicy talks. Remember the spicy talks? Really, because, I mean, not because I'm perfect, of course, I know that, but because there are things that we disagree on sometimes. And there are some things that I do know that he's wrong. Okay? And I'm not saying that in a... In a 
position of judging him, but I, it's like that. I mean, we need to talk about this. You need to be careful with these areas. He's still, he's still being transformed by God, right? So there is a bunch of stuff in his life that are still like that. You need to be careful with these things. However, I still love him back, even though he's not perfect. And of course, I'm not perfect either, but I, I, I just love my dad. So, no more tostadas for you. So now let me tell you this all this story. This is the last one, last story of the day, okay? So you might, uh, there are some faces that I, uh, hey sister, <laughs> that I, I haven't never seen before and some of you have met. Um, but I want to tell you this story. I don't know if you know this story. I hope you do. Um, and I brought, I brought this book to tell you this story. Some of you are like, aha, I know where you're going. Hold on, let me finish. I'm going to tell you the story that God wrote for us in this book. Okay? I'm going to try to do it as fast as I can. So the first part of the story starts in the first book, of course, which is Genesis. The first chapter, the first verse, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The air was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. That was the first, the fir first um, part. Okay? Basically, God created everything that exists. Everything that we can see and everything that we cannot see, too. So there are things that we cannot see, that they exist, but we cannot see them. So, and then in... If I'm not wrong, 20, verse 26, is this 26? Yes. Then God said, let us make man. And he created man, Adam and Eve, right? He created us, basically. We all are children of, I mean, they're all great, 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 whatever, parents, all right? So that means that we are siblings. That's awesome. <clears throat> but then in Genesis, in the, chap in the third chapter, man disobeyed. Right? He broke, they, they broke the relationship that, they, that we have with God, with the Father. And that's when sin entered in our lives. Right? So yes, that's just the beginning. God, was, God basically is telling us, guys, guys, this is how it all started. It started like this. But later, later with all the people, the prophets and people that started to write about it, he started to tell us, Guys, I'm going to send somebody to help you. I'm going to send somebody, all right, to bring you back to me. Because I don't want to be like this. This is God talking to us. I, I don't like this, right? It's like our parents, they don't like fight with, fighting with us. It's like the same way. I, I don't like fighting with my dad. It's happened, but, but I don't like it, right? I just like that relationship with him, being close to him and being able to to talk to him, just be with him. It's, it's awesome. So that's what God has been doing. He, he, t he tells us here, all the prophets, there's going to be one, and he's the one you need to follow him. He's the one that is going to save you. He's the one that you need to follow to get back to me because I'm the one that created you. And he told us about a, a, a lot of signals. He's going, to born, he's going to be born in this town. 
all right? He's going to be from the, uh, an Israelite. And, and I mean, you, you might know more than I do here, but um, that's the first part of, of this story. The second part of the story is that God actually sent his own son right down here with us. And he walked among us. And if you go to Matthew, the, the book of Matthew and Luke, it says that Jesus was born. Really, he was born among us. You see, I mean, he's telling us everything, every, sing, every single piece that you need. Just like those advice that they received, like I received from my dad. All the details, all the things that we needed to know, he gave us to us. And then John, I'm going to ask you to go with me to John. Let's go, John. The very first chapter, very first verse. John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. Now, let me tell you this. When he says in the beginning, he's talking about the same beginning that I read in Genesis just a few minutes ago. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the light was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, if we, I feel like we could take this to, what is it, five verses. And that's basically the whole I mean, idea of Genesis. You see, he created us. He is God. He was with God, but he is God himself. So it's, it's basically John confirming what happened, or what, yeah, what happened many, many years before. So that's, it's beautiful. And this, this person, that this word, or this God that he's talking about, he's the one that walked among, um, yeah, that walked among us. And he showed us, Basically, what to do? How many times in the Bible we see Jesus telling people, just warning them of a bunch of different things? Like, for instance, there's going to be a point in which there are going to be people calling themselves Christ. You need to be aware of that and be careful with those guys. Because if you follow them, you're going to get lost because I'm the only one. And he's proved it, right? So he, he, he told us so many advice. The most important thing, follow me. Follow me. Sometimes he exhorted us too, for our own good. You guys, you should be the salt. You should not be like the, all, all the other people in the world. Because there is something different in you. That is not your, I mean, it's not, it's not you, but it's God in you. You should make a difference in this world. In John 16, 33. He even told us. He even told us, I have said things to you, these things to you, that I, in me you may have peace. 
In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Isn't it that amazing that he told us before, before beforehand, before anything happened to us, he was like, you guys are going to face problems. But take heart, I'm, I'm with you. I already won the, the, this war, the battle. I am with you. Just take it easy, trust me. Just like we trust our parents, right? Or even more. <laughs> so now, all these things that I'm, I'm sharing with you, I don't, know if, I don't know if you can see it, but that is the only thing that is behind each one of these points that I'm mentioning to you and the ones that I'm going to mention later. There is one thing behind them, and that is love. Because God is love. Even, I, I always think of... Um, the name, Thomas. Is it Thomas, the one that didn't believe? Yeah, okay. Thomas, when God, God told them, um, which part is this? Oh boy, I'm mixing it up here. He told them that he was, he was the way, yeah, he was the way to the Father. And Thomas was like, show us. And I, I don't see a Jesus saying like, are you dumb? I mean, I've told you so many times and you've seen all the miracles that I've made and you still not understand that I am the Christ. Was he harsh on him or, or he was like, I am the way. Thomas, you haven't seen him. I am, bro. I am the way. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then when, after he resurrected and he came and Thomas was like, I, I, I will not believe unless I put my finger in his you know, hand or whatever. Was God like, was Jesus mad at him? And like, are you stupid? Don't you see it? He wasn't like that. He was like, Thomas, come. He was being patient. Because that's what Thomas needed. Go ahead. That's kind of scary. Right? Thomas like, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> so, he told us all that we needed. And he was still patient with us. Isn't that beautiful? Now, on top of that, he made a promise. He told us, when I, when I leave, guys, I'm going to leave behind, is that way to say behind? My spirit. So the same spirit that God has is in us, or he's here with us. That's basically him himself. And he fulfilled his word. When your dad, if your dad or your mom or the people that you're thinking of, if, if you thought of anybody, when they told you, hey, I'll be here, I'll be back for you around 5 when you were a kid, maybe. You knew they were going to be at 5, 5 p.m. maybe. And if they were a little bit late, you didn't go anywhere. You stayed there because you knew they were going to come pick you up. So he promised his spirit. And then... One of the biggest gifts, he died for us. That's like a big tostada, okay? I mean, tost now when you think the tostada and dying for somebody, the tostada is like, it's a joke. It's nothing, okay? He gave himself for us. He paid the price, our debt. He took it on himself. Do you think he loves you? I would say he's crazy for us. To love somebody at that point, 
Man, it's crazy. I heard stories of people that they have a child, and the child got a problem maybe in, in his heart or whatever. And the dad would give his heart, living heart, take his heart out of his chest and give it to the kid, and you basically kill yourself. Man, that's the next level. Sometimes I wonder, would I do that? It, it's just a level, a level of love, we can call that a level of love, that I cannot even fathom. That's a big word for me, by the way, fathom. So, he gave his life for us. The tostada, nobody thinks about the tostada anymore. Just think about this. And not only that, but he resurrected. Isn't it that amazing? He came back from the dead. And not only that, but he ascended to heaven. This story is a little bit crazy, to be honest. Right? To believe this story is like, it takes more than your, just your understanding. You need more than just your understanding to understand and believe this. Now the third part of the story, which is awesome, because it hasn't happened yet. But have you noticed every single thing that he's said from the very beginning, it's happened. He told us he was going to come back for us. Do you believe that? He told us that he was going to come back to pick us up and take us back home. Now, so far, I have not seen one single lie in what he said. Every single thing that he said from the very beginning has been fulfilled. You will have troubles, but I'm with you. Or do you still wonder how you made it? I know that if I ask you, have you had any troubles sometimes? Everybody will be like, me, a lot. Right now I'm passing for a, through a bunch of them. I'm sure. But he told us, take heart, I'm going to be with you. How do you think you made it? Just because of him. Because of love and grace. Because he told you, you're going to make it. Keep it going. So, and he told us, guys, there are going to be signs. Let's go to Matthew 24. This is very interesting. Matthew 24, verse... Verse 3... He's talking to his disciples. Matthew 24, 3. He said, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? All right? And at the end of the age. And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. Remember what I told you. And they will lead many astray. Man, that is sad. So some people will actually get lost. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed. For this must take place. But the end is not yet. Does that sound familiar to you? We have a war going on right now. And I'm not sure if it is the last one. But I mean, and I say this with a lot of respect. Because I'm on this side of the, 
right, of the sea, and I know they're having a hard time, but at the same time, it doesn't scare me, because like, God, God told us. From the very beginning, He told us that was going to happen. It makes sense that it's happening. Totally makes sense. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pain. I can relate to this a little bit. Uh, I mean, yeah, from, from far, not the pain, but you know what I'm saying. So, is this happening? It is. Earthquake is everywhere. Famines and people dying, like, sometimes dying for random things. That is like, how is it possible? I mean, we're in 2022, and I mean... 2000, sorry, 2022. And, um, and this thing's happening? Come on, guys. How is that possible? It's just the beginning. Now, are you starting to believe this? Are you believing what God, the story of God? Because there is one last part that is amazing. In the last book, the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation describes the current state of God. If you haven't read it, you should go read it and spend some time reading it. And it describes them in a way that is like, is that a cartoon? Is that a movie? Like flames of fire coming out of your eyes? Come on, that's scary. Honestly, can you mind if we see somebody here with fire over here? Everybody would be running. I would run. So powerful and full of glory and honor and you know what everybody does in heaven? They are throwing all their crowns and everything, saying, holy, holy. That's the only thing that they can say. Holy, holy, holy are you, God. Holy are you, God. And they don't get tired of saying it because it is true. That is the story. That is the story of God. And when I told you, when I told you the story of, of my dad about the tostada and that meal that we had, let me ask you a big question and please be honest. Do you, do you think at that moment, and Eli, your dad loves you, man. Do you think that? What do you think about this story that I just told you? That somebody created you. And when you got lost, he himself came down and showed himself to you and told you, I am the one, follow me. And not only that, but he gave his life for you. With all the trash that you have in your life, please allow me to speak like this this time. With all the trash that you have in your life, he still gave his life for you. And he paid, he paid the price of your life. So he owns you. Do you think there is love in there? And not only that, he's coming back. He's saying, I will come back for you. Just wait for me. Be patient. John 20, 30 says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are, which are not written on the, in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, 
you may have life in his name. Let me read one last piece in Revelation. Three nineteen. He says, Those whom I love, I reprove in discipline. So be zealous and repent. That is very interesting because... I mean, if there is somebody that has disciplined me a lot and reproved me was my dad, but that still didn't take the love out of my heart for him, just like yours, I guess. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and it with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. As I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let me ask you this question. Are you loved? I, I want to ask you, um, and I'm, I'm going to try to do this as respectful as possible. But I, wanna, I want to, if I can call it a challenge, to challenge you or to encourage you. Is there anybody here that you haven't been, that you haven't felt loved? Don't, we're, don't, don't worry, we're not going to be like, <laughs> you haven't, you, you're not loved. No. Let me ask you this question again. Are you feeling that you need love? I would like to see your hand. Trust God. He can do something. Sister, Katie, can, can we give you a hug? Can some sisters give you a hug and pray for you? Is that okay? Church, can we pray for our sister? Let's just pray for her. Love. Father, we thank you, God, for for the life of our sister, and we pray for her. Show your love, Lord. Just fill, fill his heart with her heart with love and, and appreciation that, you can, that she can see who you are and just feel loved by, by you through us. Thank you, Father, for, for our sister. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, sister. I appreciate that you're brave. It's not easy. It's not easy. Thank you for, for being brave to us. Anyone else? We have a Steve. Steve, can we pray for you? Steve, can we pray for Father, we thank you for Steve. God and his and his life. We thank you, Lord, that he's he's part of our church and and we see your love through him. God, we pray for our brother and fill his heart with your peace and your love and grace. Thank you, God, for, for Steve. Just be with him. That he can see your love through everybody here. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, brother.
church, we need to do this more often, man. Sometimes um, I'm sitting back there, and that's all I need, honestly. And you too. But we don't have the courage like them, thank you guys for doing it, to say it, bro, I, I just need a hug. Wouldn't that be amazing if someday somebody comes to you and like, hey man, can, can you give me a hug? I just need it, bro. Sometimes I'm there too. Now, some of us sometimes are so dry, dry as dry can be in our relationship with God. And by dry, I don't mean that you're not reading the Bible. I'm not mean that you're not praying enough. No, it's just you can tell there is something in your life and in your heart that is not like in the place you want to be with God. I would encourage you, go to somebody and say, hey, I am dry. Yesterday, I was in a, in, a, in a breakfast with some men. And I'm sitting with a bunch of guys that I, I really respect and appreciate. And some of them were saying, I need prayer. Because I'm, I, I'm feeling dry today. And I was like, dude, I, I, I thought you were the perfect brother. Really? I mean, I thought it was God, the angels, and then you. <laughs> I mean, that kind of guy. And they saying, I just need prayer. Can you pray for me? Can you give me a hug? I am dry. Or I'm feeling not love. I don't feel the love of God. I don't know. That just, all my respect is yours. It's amazing. That's what God does in your heart. Now the final question. After you know, after you heard that he loves you in such a way that he gave his life for you. And resurrected for you. And he's going to come back for you. Do you love him back? Do you love him back? There's one thing that my dad has asked me since I remember that I'm alive. There's one thing only. Obedience. That's the only thing. It's funny because in her, his birthday, he would be like, you know what I want for a gift? I'm like, no, I want you to be obedient. <laughs> okay, I'll try. I'll see where, I can I where can I find it, you know? So, God, that's the only thing that he's asking. He's not asking for your money. You think he wants your money? Pfft. He has all the money of the world. He doesn't even need money. He wants your heart. He wants your love. Now I want to open this, this time for you if, if right now in your relationship with God you are a little bit, if you think you're dry or you have never opened your heart to God and say, God, I want to know you. If you've never done it, this is, this is an opportunity for you. He will come and he will do what he, he told us in, in, um, was that Re in Revelation. I'll come. If you open the doors of your heart, I'll come in and I'll be with you. And I'll have dinner with you. Maybe you have a tostada. You don't know. I bet God likes Mexican food. Pretty sure about it. This is an opportunity for you to open your heart to God.
the only thing that he's going to do to you is good. That's it. He's going to transform your heart. He's going to change your mind in a way that later in the future you're going to be like, oh my goodness, I used to be like this, and now I am like this. Not because I can do it, but because he has been transforming me. That's the only thing that we need to do, that you need to do. Just love him back. Love him back the way he's loved you from the very beginning, with all his heart. That's it. Is there anyone here that needs prayer? Is there anyone here that needs... Maybe you need a hug. Or maybe you never prayed before, God, I want you to be in my heart. It's not easy, huh? I really respect our sister and our brother that they say, I do need it. Man, that, it means a lot to me. I don't know about you, but it means a lot to me. Whatever you are at in your life, don't be afraid to come and get closer to God. He tells us, come to me. You that are tired, Bring all your trash. I'll take care of it. I'll fix you. I'll love you. I'll give you the love that you need. Can we pray? Carrie, can we pray for your wife? Church, let's pray for Saretta. Father, we... We thank you, Lord, for Saretta and, and her life and how special she, she is to all of us. And whatever is happening in her heart and her life, I just pray, God, for her that your strength and your spirit will fill her heart with that strength that she needs to keep walking. And you show her your love and grace and power. Please be with her, God, and help her. Just be with Saretta, Lord. In Jesus' name. Anyone else? Hey, it's free. I'm not going to charge you for this. <laughs> it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit that Jesus has in his, himself, in his heart. I don't even know where it is, but you know what I'm saying. It's the same spirit. It's in us. Let's use it. Let's help each other. Let's pray for each other. Let's love each other. I, I do hope that, that you see the love of God through each one of us in different ways. And even though we're humans, we make mistakes, of course, right? But still... Let's allow him to use us for his own glory and just bless each other. Even with this simple thing like prayer or maybe a hug. I do see and feel the love of God through you. Especially during this time with meals and calls and texts and just your prayers. Trust me, it's been a blessing. And I thank God for each one of you. I love you, church. And I mean it.
See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. And such we are. For this reason the world does not know us because it did not know him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has beheld God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us of his spirit. And we have beheld and bear witness that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God. God abides in him and he in God. And we have come to know and have believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. By this, love is perfected. By this, love is perfected with us. That we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. But fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Amen, my brother. Thank you for sharing the love of God with us. Let's all rise to our feet and come into his presence. Thank him for loving us. Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the story of love. That in the beginning, God. And in the end, God. And because You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You bring us along with you. You created us and then you bring us home to be with you for all eternity and to live and dwell in your love. And to behold it, to see and to experience that love, be adopted into your family and know that we are the children of God. Thank you for this true story. We bless you and pray that you would bless us as we fellowship together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're dismissed. God bless you.